0: again. Today, we are doing an overview of 2 Thessalonians. The audience for this letter is the Church of the Thessalonians, uh, just the same as in First Thessalonians. The writer is the Apostle Paul, and the year that this letter was written is estimated to be about one year following Paul's first letter, so about 53 AD. And to add These two books, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, are listed as the 13th and 14th books of the New Testament, but are actually two of Paul's first ever letters. The context of this letter is Paul was actually rewriting the Thessalonian believers after he heard of a report that the things that he addressed in his first letter, mainly regarding the persecution they were facing and the confusion about Jesus' second coming, were still problems that were persisting in the church community in that region. The main theme of Paul's first letter was that of encouragement and correction. He was offering encouragement to the young believers in the church to keep going on in the faith, and correction concerning the very important matter of the Lord's second coming. This second letter generally follows the exact same theme. Throughout the entire three-chapter letter, Paul is encouraging the believers in the midst of the persecution they are facing. I want to take some time even right now to repeat some of that encouragement before y'all get into it for yourselves over these next few days. In chapter 1, verse 3, Paul writes of their growing faith. Side note, your faith isn't stagnant. It can grow. Paul says growing, it's a process. In verse 4, Paul writes that he is able to boast to the other churches concerning the Thessalonians' endurance. Yes, those same young Thessalonian believers, Paul had a boast in regards to them that he could bring to the other churches. Paul talks about Christ being glorified in them, he talks about the Lord's faithfulness to them, and even closes out the letter calling Christ the Lord of peace, who will give them peace continually. In the letter, Paul says that through their suffering, they are accounted worthy of the kingdom of God. Suffering isn't something to be afraid of. Suffering isn't something to avoid. Suffering makes us worthy of God's kingdom. That was the encouraging point Paul wanted to make to the Thessalonian believers. They were being made worthy. And Paul is actually very consistent in his ministry concerning this point even saying in Acts 14.22, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Christ suffered, the Thessalonian believers were suffering, the end result, the kingdom, and the believers glorifying Christ and manifesting Him through their persecution. These were Paul's encouraging words, not just to the Thessalonian believers, but to the believers throughout all the world over thousands of years. Wow! We can express Christ through suffering. The second matter Paul addresses in this brief letter um, is the matter of Christ's second coming. There was some confusion among the believers and Paul wanted to clarify, Christ had not yet come. The day was not here. The Thessalonian believers were very shook by the false thought that the second coming of Christ had already happened. Paul spends almost all of chapter 2 addressing this matter. He points out this thing called the working of the man of lawlessness or the Antichrist. And he also points out all the things that would happen first before Christ would come back. It is in the last chapter that we see a really awesome teaching point along the lines of Christ's second coming. The point is concerning the way in which we live our lives. Christ wants to be glorified in his people, as Paul speaks of throughout this epistle and many more of his writings. Glory is the expression of God. For Christ to be glorified is for people to see Jesus Christ in us. People can see Christ in how we live and how we act. Many of the Thessalonian believers were absolutely glorifying Christ in their living, living in a way that honored God They received the persecution from those around them, and they were living expecting the Lord's return. Other believers, however, were not glorifying God in their living. They were disorderly, idle, and weren't spending their time in a good way. At the end of the letter, Paul writes that he left them with two things to follow. First, how he taught them. Second, he even lived a model life for them in his everyday living. Paul, quite simply, took care of his business. He worked for his food in those three weeks in Thessalonica. Maybe, maybe, for all the students listening, our working today is our going to class or doing our homework. Living life in a responsible way is God-honoring and Christ-glorifying, which is how Christ wants to find us living when He returns. Christ is coming back. Let me repeat that. Christ is coming back. This should shape how we live, whether we are being persecuted constantly or even in our taking care of normal day-to-day responsibilities, just like Paul. We need to live expecting the Lord's return. And that brings us to the end of our 2 Thessalonians overview. I will end this podcast in the same way Paul ends his letter the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thanks, guys.